everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to this sixth day of April 2021. My name, that would be Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Big J. Ta-da! How does it feel, Big J? Feels great. Wonderful. Uh, like that kind of attitude going into a Tuesday, we got ourselves some streaming dumbass ready for you to go today. Uh, Big J will select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Last movie you saw all the way through, Big J? Nobody. And that was on Saturday. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't sit around watching movies a lot. Just TV shows. That's right. Uh, you act like one is better than the yeah. other. <laughs> You're wrong. They're both almost exactly the same thing. Uh, and so, uh, hopefully, uh, he will pick out a movie that he enjoys. He's coming off of an upset pick yesterday or last week, in which he wasn't sure he was going to like it, but ended up approving it. So we'll see how this one goes for him. Plus, Phil Anselmo and the Illegals has a streaming concert coming up on Friday called Vulgar, Vulgar Display of Pantera. We will give you a chance to win some passes to that on the show today, as well as additional fun and excitement, or at least that is the plan. Big J, how was your Monday? Are you excited for your shot today? Yeah, yeah. Though I have questions. <laughs> like, I, man, I should have just went with, you know, I, I tried to get a, in on the way you uh-huh. went with and I didn't have a my chart thing. And so I signed up for the government version. Oh, right, I okay. got on that list. Okay, right. And so, the waiting list. Yeah, the, the waiting list. They say, hey, in 10 days, we'll tell you when and where your shot is, etc. And um, and mine is like way the hell away from where I live. So it's all the way in South Nampa. Okay. And, and it says like vaccine two. And I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So I got a call today and be like, typical. This is what's going to happen. It's going to be a screw job. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't so, know. It, and it doesn't say anywhere on the website what vaccine to. No. Man, you always have, you pick the hardest, the most obstacles in your way. It's I amazing. went with what was, what was the supposed to be the, the proper way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. Always I, screws me over. Yeah, at the time, I guess. But since they, but after that. Literally the day the, after is when they're like, hey, we changed your minds. Everybody's available. Go ahead. <laughs> I could have had it by now. Yeah, yeah. You could have been done a long time ago. So we'll see. Uh, and we'll see what's going to Well, happen. I guess, yeah, that, that, that was, well, this is what I told you about when it first happened. It's like, you know, you signed up through a thing. It's not going to your doctor. It's not like you have to have any kind of allegiance towards that at all. Go with whatever would get you in sooner. Yeah, you're right. But uh, either way, it, it's going to happen today. Whatever they're shooting Big J up, I don't know what that is, but congratulations <laughs> to you, sir. Uh, of course, we also have additional music to be played on this morning show. Music like some Everlast to kick things off here this morning. It's what it's like on the X Rocks. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, if you were worried about outdoor pools getting opened up in and around the Treasure Valley for the kids this summer, well, Boise announced that four of them will open up. Thanks to declining COVID-19 case rates and increasing vaccine access, uh, the outdoor pools uh, with health and safety protocols in place that will be open are the Bora Pool, the Fairmount Pool on Northview, uh, Ivy Wide Pool there on Leadville, and then the uh, Natatorium and Hydro Tube, which is on Warm Springs. So those are the four that you have to choose from this summer. Pools, of course, will be open with limited capability and timed entry, according to the city. 
Anybody planning to use the pools will need to buy a pool season pass. That's 15 bucks per person. Season pass holders can reserve time in two-hour blocks at one of the four pools. Reservations are required. No walk-ups allowed, according to the release, so there's going to be some hoops you have to jump through, but if you want to get into a pool, that's how it's going to work. Passes go on sale April 26th. No opening date for the pool has been set currently, but they plan on announcing that soon, so you're going to get some swimming in if you want to, but as long as you reserve your time. It might be more enjoyable, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, right. And waiting around to see people and barely getting in. But uh, that is happening. Well, Big J, it was over before it even started. Not a whole lot of drama in last night's national championship game. Baylor jumped out to a 19-point lead like five minutes into the game and really never gave it up. Gonzaga couldn't get any closer than nine, so the game really wasn't close. But final score, 86-70 for Baylor to ruin Gonzaga's perfect season, but also win their very first men's basketball championship. And so congratulations to them. They were clearly the better team, and they won. So way to go. Jared Butler won 22 points for Baylor, including four three-pointers. He was named the Final Four's most outstanding player. So congratulations to the Baylor Bears. Big J, did you watch any of the game last night? No. No interest in the word go, huh? Nope. Did you watch a second of the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I did. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Which second was it? I don't know. You can tell me the two teams that you ended up catching a running glimpse of? No, it was early on. Uh, suffice to say, Big J does not care about sports other than football. But uh, either way, congratulations to one of the people Big J does care about, Guy Fietti. He uh, just signed another deal with the Food Network to keep him around there for a while. He started back in 2006 on an episode of The Next Food Network Star, ended up winning that particular show, and then has had very successful successful shows thereafter, including uh, dri- Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Uh, that's uh, Triple D for those in the uh, Guy Fieri know. But that's been on for 33 seasons, Big Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's been 33 years. Of course not. Uh, not if he started in 2006 yeah. by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. Could that math work and, out? And gro- guys, Grocery Games has got, got a ton of seasons as well. Yep. Uh, and, uh, of course, last uh, year saw the, the launch of Guys Grocery Games Tournament of Champions, too. Uh, and that brought in over 12 million viewers to the network. So people dig him, and he ain't going anywhere. And he's going to be very rich for a very long time. That's for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. First round of important stuff done. <laughs> Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Given Netflix some breathing room over these last couple of weeks, we have turned to Big J's newest subscription service. That would be Hulu for the streaming dumbass movies these last couple of weeks. And that is where we find ourselves. Every single Tuesday, we strip away the stars, the director of, the studio that brought you crap, and we're left with just something called a very brief plot description. And based on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Although right off the bat, I'll tell you right now, I have found that Hulu certainly much more detail-oriented in their plot descriptions than any other streaming service that we have dealt with. Like the Netflix one, maybe you'll get a sentence. This one seems to at least give you a little bit more an idea of the movie. So a it may synopsis? Help you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like a whole paragraph, but at least it gets you. I mean, it's not like uh, two guys struggle for the battle of their lives, which is sometimes what Netflix can be. So, uh, also, there is a common thread with all three of these movies. They're all from the same genre, but I'm going to let you guess the genre once we're done with the actual movies, okay? Oh, great. Movie number one. Lily and her three best friends live in a haze of text, posts, selfies, and chats, just like the rest of the world. 
but their small town gets turned upside down when anonymous hacker starts to reveal personal messages and secrets of thousands of people. As anger erupts into full-blown violence, the four girls soon find themselves in a fight for their lives against an armed mob. Oh, damn! Movie number two. An impoverished pe- preacher who uh, brings hope to the Miami Project is offered cash to save his family from eviction. He has no idea that his new sponsor works for the FBI, and the FBI has some secret plans on turning him to a full-blown criminal by fueling his dreams. Hmm. And movie number three. After getting attacked on the street, Casey enlists in a local dojo led by a charismatic and mysterious sensei. He soon uncovers a sinister fraternity of violence while learning how to defend himself from future attacks. So Casey must now embark on a dark and frightening journey that places him squarely in the sights of his new mentor. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Man, I'm skipping movie number three. Okay. After jujitsu. Can't handle any more of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's go with the... Let's go with the teen drama in movie number one. Okay, so you think that all of these are from the genre category? Is that the one thing that has... Genre, I, I love the genre category. No, well, whatever genre? No, they can't be teen drama. I have no idea. They're all from the same genre yes. of movie? Some yes. drama, I would say? No, no drama. Uh, cor- oh, cartoon? Least, uh, no, no, no cartoon. At least according to Hulu, these are all comedies. Oh, okay. Which is what you're supposed to be seeing. Uh, You passed. uh, Doesn't sound like movie number three was ever in the conversation. It is called The Art of Self-Defense. It stars Jesse Eisenberg and Imogene Poots, one of my favorite names in the world. Uh, You also passed on movie number two, The Day Shall Come. That stars Anna Kendrick and Danielle Brooks. You will see movie number one, which is called Assassination Nation. That stars Suki Waterhouse and Odessa Young, and those are the movies that you were going to watch. Assassination Nation! For streaming dumbass. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, well, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, people do not learn from their mistakes. Do you understand what I'm telling you? It's bad. We continue to do the same things over and over and over again. And uh, never is that more true than talking about sexual behavior. Uh, People continue to do the same things over and over and over, no matter how much they regret it, is what a new survey has found, which is real nice. Study found that women tend to regret having casual sex more than men. Probably not a surprise. And men regretted not taking advantage of opportunities that were markedly right in front of their face more than women do. Does that make sense, Big Jim? No, it seems like imbalance. How's that? Well, the ladies regret, you know, getting on too much, too many different people. Mm-hmm. And the guys are like, I'm not taking advantage of these opportunities these ladies are providing for me. Right. Uh, but then, even feeling these regrets didn't cause either one of these people to change their behaviors even a little bit. According to the lead researcher, it basically the study says people's personality play a pretty big role in their behavior. Saying, quote, if regret helped the human race at all, uh, wouldn't most people eventually become better people? <laughs> but the answer is brave, no. Brave, No, it doesn't. The question is, you know, even if you ask yourself, what do you regret the most often? If you follow it up with the question, has it changed your behavior? The answer will most likely be no. 
And this is the first study to show that regret has little to no effect on human behavior at all. Which kind of makes sense when you think about it. Uh, because we have a tendency to repeat some mistakes. I regret that. I'm going to do it again. Right. Maybe if I do it again, I'll know what I did wrong and it won't go, oh, it's gone worse. What have I done? Baylor beat up on Gonzaga last night. That game wasn't even close. It was over before halftime. 86-70, your final score. Congratulations to Baylor uh, picking up its first ever men's championship for the school as well as overcoming a program that had some issues, Big J. It was 18 years ago that one of the players on the team killed and murdered another player, and then the head coach at the time tried to cover it up. So, yeah, Baylor's come back from some pretty interesting parts in their particular role. So congratulations to them and to Jared Butler for being the tournament's most outstanding player. Had another quarterback trade yesterday in the National Football League. The New York Jets sent Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers on Monday for three draft picks. Sixth round draft pick this year, a second and a fourth rounder next year, uh, which means uh, it's all but certain that the Jets are going to grab a quarterback with the number two position. It was just two days ago or three days ago, Big J, they said Sam Darnold is their guy, and that has changed. Proving once again, don't believe anything any NFL person tells you. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I think that's a good move for Sam Darnold. He needed to get out of there. Oh, I don't yeah. think you could ever tell what kind of quarterback he could be in that particular world. He wasn't really given much of a chance, and of course being handcuffed to Adam Gase didn't help anybody. Uh, so uh, we will see how he does down in Carolina. And the Jets have a ton of draft picks over the next two years, including two first-rounders this year and next, and now three second-rounders next year. So they're going to be able to build through the draft if they do it the right way. We'll see how their talent evaluators do. And it looks like uh, Idaho kid Zach Wilson could be headed to New York, Big J. What do you think about that? Unfortunate. You think it's a bad move for him? No, I would rather him be headed to San Francisco. Ah, yes, I understand. Uh, You're not happy with Jimmy Garoppolo either? Uh, I mean, he's fine, but they didn't they didn't move up in the draft to pick somebody else to pick another position. Yeah, I wonder if they did, though. I mean, like... Yeah, what? Who? 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 Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's any, like... I don't feel like this is a particularly strong quarterback class. Who? Who? I'll tell well, that to the, the, the talking heads, dude. Well, listen, the, ta- the quarterbacks are going to go number... I can guarantee you not all three or four of these quarterbacks think, are going the first round. I think Fields sucks. I don't know the Trey Lance dude. Right. And then you've got Mac Jones as well. I don't think any of those guys are going to be worth a damn. Oh, I don't mind Mac Jones. We shall see how it goes. a great name. Mac. And so uh, the draft is coming up at the end of this month for sure. If you haven't yet, you might want to log on to the internet and check out the new trailer for Loki. It is fantastic. The new Disney Plus series will air on June 11th. And it features, it's kind of like almost like a buddy cop comedy with Loki and Owen Wilson. And it looks like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So uh, not sure exactly where they're going, but they're clearly setting up the multiverse in this particular show as well. Agree or disagree, Big J? I haven't seen it yet. Oh my God, how come? I don't know. What time did it come out? It came out yesterday morning. I was bit, Really? Yep. Yesterday morning? Yep. You should check it out. I think you I didn't announce it? it? I think you I want say, hey, let's watch this together. After I well, I watched it after the show. I just assume you watched that. Oh, stuff. there was some a bunch of noise coming from the next door office. That was probably it. Morning after with Nick it was busy. and Big J. That's your important stuff. J on one hundred point three, the X rocks. Back to Florida for today's. We're going to hell story, dude. Vero Great. Vero Beach, Florida is where we're going to go in particular. And I'm not sure what possessed 
this gentleman to do what he did, but it has to be one of the all-time dumbest things that has ever happened, and this is coming from Florida, so it's a, it's a pretty impressive dumb thing. 35-year-old Stephen Moran uh, was arrested, Big J. He had some issues at a particular place and got a misdemeanor charge wrapped up against him for some criminal mischief. So he was booked into the Indian River County Jail. Uh, and so he spent the night in this particular jail, and then the very next day, somebody decided it would be a good idea to post bond, and they uh, threw down $1,000 to get Stephen out of jail, right? Now, yeah. I, I've, I've never been in jail. I, I don't understand uh, the process of what it takes. I can't imagine. It's, it's a pleasant one to get booked and then to go back into booking to get released from jail. But uh, I'm not sure. They don't really talk about the motivations behind it, but apparently Stephen either wasn't happy that he was arrested or decided he was going to take advantage of the situation and take a souvenir. I don't know. Either way, as the cop that was at the booking station, his back was turned, Stephen thought it would be a really funny idea to grab the webcam off of the top of the computer in the booking agent's office and take it. Now, I'm not sure why, but the webcam that, that I'm seeing in the picture is almost the exact same webcam that we have right here. It's like that particular type of webcam yeah. that is on it. It's like the an Logitech external... C920. It's, a, it's an external webcam that you put on your monitor. It's it's not the one that's in like a laptop camera or something like that. It's something that you can clip onto a computer. And apparently he grabbed it. Well, the police officer at the booking station was like, Hey, uh, there was a webcam right here. And now it's not here. We use this so that we can take the pictures of the people <laughs> that are getting left. So I know it was here. Do you have any idea what happened to it? And Chris was like, no, I don't have any idea what happened to it. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Everything's recorded here. We'll just look at the tape. And so they look at the tape, and sure enough, they see Chris <laughs> grabbing the webcam off of the computer and shoving it in his pocket. Police then search him, find the webcam, of course, and guess what? He is instantly again arrested without even having to leave the actual booking station for it. This time for, obviously, theft of uh, police property, so uh, that's even more trouble for him. Uh, the following day, he got out after somebody posted a $2,500 bond for him, and the good news was uh, apparently there was nothing turning up missing from the jail after his most recent release from custody. So that's a good thing. But to steal the webcam from the police station as you're getting released from jail may be one of the dumbest things I have ever, ever heard of. Now, uh, had he pulled it off, probably quite the story with his criminal friends, right? Yeah. Guess where I got this webcam? From the damn booking station, but he got caught. And so now you just end up looking like a real idiot. So maybe not doing that would be a good idea. But again, the, the question begs why. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think motive is is something that they discuss too much when it comes to people stealing stuff from uh, the police station as they're getting arrested. It's probably just like, oh, this dude is wired as a criminal, and that's just the way it works. So not a good look for Stephen Moran. Sorry, bud. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. <laughs> Silver Chair and Tomorrow here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And probably what can be described as one of the most Canadian things ever. 
Canada rolled out an initiative, Big J, not too long ago that has started to go into effect. It is called Right Here, Right Now. And what they are doing is they're trying to encourage people to try different and other ways to stay connected to one another and not necessarily using text messages or some sort of electronical form. What they've done is they have mailed a blank postcard to every residential address in the entire country. And they're hoping people will use this free postcard to write somebody that maybe they haven't talked to in a while, to reach out to somebody that maybe is a little bit older than them, that doesn't have any kind of technology, like, you know, your great-grandmother who may not have her cell phone. Just a way for you to reconnect with people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while and do so using a postcard. Uh, they have found, obviously, there's plenty of studies that say that writing things down makes see, makes things seem a little bit more honest and genuine to somebody that is reading it than something that is text or written in an email. And so they are trying to spread that kind of love across the country, uh, according to Canada Post CEO Doug Ettinger. He said it's incredibly important that people keep in touch, especially with the older parts of our community. And so doing so via writing a letter or sending a postcard is a great way to do it and reminding people that postcards are, in fact, still a thing. So I ask you, Big J, last time you have written a handwritten letter or heck, even a postcard, I suppose, that was longer than like a post-it note. Oh, man, I can't remember. Really? Has it been that long? Yeah. Since you've written anything down that, 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 like, I mean... Really? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Probably not a good thing, by the way. I don't care. Uh, No, no, that very much is clear. But if you uh, are interested in maybe expanding your mind or reaching out to somebody that doesn't have the technology that you have, this could be a way to go. Uh, Of course, as in the United States, there's been a pretty big letter drop in mail in recent years from one person to another, thanks to the internet. And so... The Canadians up there were trying to figure out a way to keep things connected, especially to the older part of the audience. So there's that. Listen, if I tried to write a letter or note to somebody at this point, nobody could read it. That's also part of the problem you're trying to explain. But that's because I don't write stuff down. You're out of practice. Right, right. So I see it's a revolving, it's a cycle. Yes, it is a vicious cycle. I suppose the last thing you wrote something to somebody was yesterday. Uh, No, no. What I do, however, I do have like a journal that I keep. And so that's where I do most of my writing. But it's been a long time. Unless you like count like like a card, that would be really the only other way that I have written stuff. trying to think of the stuff you write in your journal. (laughs) You don't want to know. It's not good things. How about we step inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center? Here's traffic. And Big J was a dumbass again today. <laughs> no, no, you would be you'd be shocked how little Big J comes up in my traffic. What the hell, man? I should be heavily featured in your journal oh. on a daily basis. I don't know, man. I don't know. You piece of work. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Seems all of our time pent up indoors over the last year could lead to some pretty intense shopping suits. That's according to a bunch of coupon and promotional code websites. 
The event of revenge shopping apparently is going to be a thing. It's going revenge to be revenge against who? Uh, well, against I believe just the fact that we have been stuck inside and not able to window shop ah, and go out and do things. I got you. But it is not something that uh, has first been invented here. The term actually came in the Roaring Twenties. You know, when uh, we were coming off the Great Depression. We were able to uh, have what was called revenge shopping then, where finally the the economy came back and it drove people to shop like never before for some of the finer things in life that maybe they were deprived of due to the pandemic or economic situations. And so that is where the term comes from. Last year also kind of acted like a giant savings account for some people if you were able to put aside some money, which means they actually could have the means to treat themselves for some things. And so that is why they think some shopping is going to go through the roof. Now, keep in mind that online shopping has already gone through the roof, but us, you know, doing things and being able to do things we haven't done before and having mayhaps the money to do so because, you know, vacations were canceled or whatever the case may be you may now have an opportunity to splurge a little bit, so wouldn't be surprised if you did. Like, I don't know, remodeling your bathroom, big you see? Sure. You get that? Yeah. Got the cash to do so, and therefore, you're going to do it. And that is where your revenge shopping will come in. All your fancy toiletries and stuff. And uh, what's it called? The, uh, the fancy mirror? Vanity. The vanity. A brand new vanity that you're going to put in. It'll be nice. Baylor's your national champion. They beat up on Gonzaga last night. Game wasn't even close. They were up by 19 with about five minutes into the game. Never really looked back. Gonzaga never got closer than nine. It was a rout. Congratulations to Baylor on their first men's basketball championship. Fernando Tatis signed a huge contract with the San Diego Padres before the season, and last night he suffered a partially dislocated shoulder on a hard swing. Did you see the footage, perchance? I did not. This is exactly what happened to me when I was playing in the radio station softball uh, league that we had and that we had put together. Uh, I took a swing and dislocated my shoulder and then had to pop it back in all by myself, and that was the last time that I played organized Riggs. baseball. Uh, yeah, not quite the same. I didn't have to slam it up against the wall. It just was more me punching it into place. But uh, poor Fernando Tatis, when it happened last night, I was like, I, they were talking about how it was the elbow or his wrist, and I'm like, nope, I know exactly what happened there. Dude's shoulder popped out of his socket. I guarantee it. So we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, I, 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 Big J, have not been able to return from my dislocated shoulder injury, but I am not a professional athlete, and I did not sign a 14-year, $340 million deal to do so. Yeah, I didn't see you doing a lot of uh, rehabbing. No, no. I mean, well, I, I guess I technically I did have to go to the doctor and did a bunch of exercises and stuff to make it better, but I, I also uh, said, you know what, I'm not going to get the shoulder surgery that seems like it's a waste of time and money but uh congratulations to sam darnold speaking of wastes of time and money uh he has been sent to the carolina panthers in exchange for a couple of draft picks to go back to the new york jets so that looks like the jets are committed to selecting some sort of quarterback at number two now instead of going with darnold who by the way 23 years old he himself the second pick in the draft just two years ago and so it's crazy to me how we move on so quickly from draft picks. Do you know what I mean? Like like high quarterback draft picks. I don't necessarily think that while you can't be happy with the results Sam Darnold have, has gotten you, you also can't blame him. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he has had zero help uh, and has been banged up a lot because the offensive line has been bad. But, I mean, like, you'd have a hard time naming two wide receivers that play for the Jets right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And but you know at the same time, I mean, he just, you know, 
it's it, once once that pick is made, it's on the clock, man. And when it's a high draft pick like that, you have a finite amount of time uh, not to screw that situation up and they screwed that up as they always do and have been uh, for the last few years much like that the Cleveland Browns have done so you know they have to reset that now with that those you know that rookie contract is a huge deal so you know that's a bad thing it kind of makes it interesting like what a waste of a pick the Packers had last year with with that uh, love kid yeah yeah, I mean, because his rookie contract will be up beside by the time uh, Aaron Rodgers is ready to go somewhere. Right, right. Uh, no, it was uh, it was not a good move. I, I don't think it was a good move for the Packers. The fact that they traded up to get him. Also so then it becomes a financial decision based on, uh, instead of a personnel one. Yeah, that's that's part of it too. I mean, yes, because Sam Darnold is going to get his fifth year extension, so now that means he's got twenty three million from the the Panthers. But what happens from here? Who knows. But yeah, the Jets get to restart that with their salary cap, but still, you know, paying instead of $23 million, they're paying him like $9 million or something like that. Either way, uh, we'll see how Sam Darnold d- does down in Carolina. You'll be happy to know Big J. Guillermo del Toro has won a copyright suit that was filed against him claiming that his Oscar-winning movie The Shape of Water was actually the work of a Pulitzer Prize-winning author named Paul Zindel. A spokesperson for Searchlight released the following statement that uh, they have reached a particular uh, agreement that everything is good to go and everything has been dismissed. So Guillermo del Toro is the true creator of The Shape of Water. The suit was filed back in February of 2018. You never saw this movie, right? No. Pretty unique story, obviously. Uh, While it certainly lends itself some details taken from, you know, the creature of a black lagoon kind of thing from a character design standpoint, it is a unique story. But when I remember reading about this lawsuit, it did seem pretty close to the story that this particular author had come up with uh, back in like the early 70s. And so I'm interested. It doesn't really say why they came to the decision that uh, that Guillermo del Toro won, but I'd be interesting to figure out how it happened because there were some pretty big similarities between the two properties. But. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Phil Anselmo, he was the lead singer for Pantera, friends. Uh, he was in a band called Down, uh, Super Joint Ritual. He's also got a band called Phil Anselmo and the Illegals. And they're going to be doing a virtual concert here on Friday. Uh, it is called Vulgar Display of Pantera, which means they're going to be doing Pantera songs. Which is going to be badass. And you can get a ticket to that streaming event by beating me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Well, guess what? Good luck today. Because I'm feeling it. 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown. <sighs> Big J is flexing. That should be, I guess, be taken as a warning. Hello, the X. Intimidation ex. tactics. Oh, you worked. Somebody hung up. They were scared. Hello, the X. How you doing, man? You are up first. Well, this would be easy. Former guest of the morning after, Michael Fassbender, played this X-Men villain in a ton of movies for Fox. What character is it? Oh, God. Uh, See? Obviously, you're not a golfer. Uh, What was his name again? Michael Fassbender. So you can Google it? No, I don't have time. Um, (laughs) Crap. Uh... He's a he's a villain though. Yeah, yeah. Don't come into my house. He's a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> dang it. Nothing. Uh, horrible bad guy. I don't know. You're wrong. Bad guy. I think he said horrible bad guy. No. Still wrong. Hello, the X. Be a good villain name. Yeah. It'd be a very kick-ass villain name. Hello, the X. 
Hello. Hey, uh, former guest in the morning after, Michael Fassbender, played this X-Men villain in a ton of movies for Fox. Magneto. Yeah. Right. Magneto. Big J, Mr. Church, Meet Dave, and Bowfinger are some of this superstar's lesser seen movies. Uh, Bowfinger? Yeah. Steve Martin. Oh, wrong! What? He's in Bowfinger, but he's certainly not in Mr. Church or Meat Day. Oh no, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Right. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Well, Big J was feeling well, it. I was Gonzaga, and he ended up getting upset uh, with the first question. Could be but coming all confident. I mean, you got one of the two people in Bowfinger, I suppose. But uh, congratulations, sir. You've got the Phil Anselmo and the Illegals tickets. Uh, hang on one second. We'll get you all hooked up. Underrated movie. Yeah, very good. Heather Graham, fantastic in it as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That will do it for Pop Culture Smackdown. Your headlines are next on the X Rock. For headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by T-Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about on the X all the time? Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Finders keepers like Goodfellas. And ho, hey! Let's go Finders keepers. Here's one thing you wouldn't expect to see on a Florida beach. Police in Broward County say a patrolling deputy found a suspected military explosive training device, specifically a naval mine that had washed up on the shore in Lauderdale by the sea on Sunday. The mine had the word inert written on it, indicating it was like a dummy mine used for training purposes. But experts say uh, that word is not a guarantee that the mine was not an active explosive. So the sheriff's bomb squad and the U.S. Air Force personnel had to be summoned to the scene. The mine was carefully moved from the sand to the trailer and then taken away by the Air Force for further investigation where it ceased being your business. Do you understand, Big J? Right. None of my business. What happens to it now is between that mine and the Air Force and none of your concern. Go about your daily business. Like good fellas or oh, hey. Oh, hey! Some intruders do weirder stuff than others. And police in Bell County, Texas were called to a man's house after he reported hearing noises during the night. And then in the morning, found a completely nude woman sleeping on an air mattress in one of his bedrooms. He reportedly asked the 28-year-old woman named Wafida Vaughn to leave, but she allegedly refused to budge. I ain't going anywhere, pal. When police arrived, she told them that she lived in the house until 2009 and felt like she had the right to be there. Because that's how housing works, pal. Police arrested her, and she spit on an officer during the process. Never a good thing to have happen. <laughs> with the sound of she faces multiple charges now, including harassment of a public servant as well. So, just because you lived in a place until 2009 does not mean that's yours. If it did, what a wonderful world and weird world we would live in, wouldn't it be? What a wonderful world. You would just come home one day, and some guy would be like, Hey, I lived here in 2004, so this is my place now, too. Yeah, that's uh, what? very convenient. So, obviously, she's in trouble. Don't go hocking loogies on police officers either. Wrap it up with like good fellas. Above the entrance to the Douai Pelisi Detention Center in northern Italy, it's a quote from the poet Dante. It says, you were not made to live like brutes. And the red-lettered inscription is flanked by marble statues and makes for a pretty strong first impression of a place that's not exactly your average prison. Besides housing over 500 inmates, Du Palazzi is also home to the Giotto Bakery. It is a pastry, pastry shop that is world-renowned and probably one of the most famous in Italy. 
Their Italian Christmas classic, the Panettone, has been frequently ranked as the best in the country. They also make chocolate pralines, biscuits, ice cream, and a dessert called Colombe, which is typical for an Italian Easter. The whole production side takes place in the prison. The baked goods then are sold online and in two stores in northern Italy, as well as being shipped all over Italy and abroad by special kind of instructions only but this is uh, pretty much the only bakery that takes place inside of a prison and the fact that it is considered to be the best bakery in Italy is a pretty nice thing it was just named so this year so I guess congratulations to the prisoners congratulations who know how to make a really good pastry Big J a favorite Italian dessert go cannoli there you go that's the only right answer it's the only one yeah you're right Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Samantha's gone. Some Corey Taylor there on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. And it's time to talk about it, Big J. Bacon. Bacon. Uh, Nick, would you consider bacon a finger food? I don't know how you can consider it anything but a finger food. Well, you can put it on things. Yeah, but you're still usually eating those things with your hands. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and uh, an online poll has discovered that uh, 50% say they always eat their bacon with their fingers. How, what? How do the other 50% eat bacon? On top of things, in things. Yeah, but again, it's like... Sandwiches, I don't, cheeseburgers. I don't really consider, like, that's like saying, like, uh, I only eat my ketchup on things. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course you do. But when you're eating bacon as a separate entity, the only way in which to enjoy it is with your fingers. I also think that the uh, the question itself is sort of misleading because it starts to get you to the point where like, hey, it's finger food. It's like uh, a little hors d'oeuvre, you know, <laughs> and, and I don't know if you should be mowing down uh, bacon like it like it's a finger food. No, no, that is a good that is a good distinction to make. You're absolutely right. It's not it's not something you should have like 12 strips of bacon before you eat your dinner or something like that. <laughs> But, I mean, I, I will say that the, that's the only way that I can see you eating bacon, period, at the end. Yeah, not like a fork and knife. R- unless you're an itself. animal that likes your bacon, like, super floppy or something like that. Then, then I suppose it makes sense. Please but don't you- call my wife an animal. <laughs> but still, it's like, I don't, I, to me, that's just undercooked bacon. Yeah. And so, I... I, I Constant fight in our household, dude. <laughs> I don't. The bacon. Does she eat it with a knife and fork? No, no. She eats okay. it on a sandwich. But, I mean, it's flopping around. But, like, if she, if she gets, like, it for breakfast as a side, it's going to be eaten with her oh. fingers, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Tw- the real animals here are the 12% that said they don't eat bacon. Well, I mean, they're vegetarians out there. That they is have a to thing. Be. That has to be the only reason. And so I would imagine that would be a situation where they would go, yeah, no, hard pass on the bacon. But, yeah, you'd have to eat it with your food. Though you're right. When you think, like, finger food, you start thinking, like, chicken nuggets or something like that. Like, it's a meal in and yeah, of itself. Yeah, I'll take some bacon nuggets right now. <laughs> That's probably not a great idea for your heart health. One of those things I've been wanting to do is uh, to smoke uh, some uh, some pork belly. Yeah. Which is where bacon comes from. That is correct. How? What is stopping you? I don't know. Nothing, really. Got to go get some some pork belly. Sounds like you got a list of things to do today. Morning after with Nick and right. Big J. We got ourselves some bad impressions next of the X X. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna get you some brand new music. How about uh, music from Chevelle? We'll get it to you via an electronic mail system. We call it an email. Just need to figure out bad impressions here. Phone number is 208-287-1003. If you win, Big J will send you an email. It's got the download code for the new Chevelle album. You can enjoy it at your leisure. 
Of course, in order to win, you have to do bad impressions, which are three clues given to you by Big J. All of them are pointing to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, you've got three clues. Sometimes you need all three, sometimes you don't. That is when you become the victor of our little contest called Bad Impressions. Is it an easy one or a, or a hard one today? I don't know. I, I, I think it might be difficult. All right. You're going to have to earn this, everybody, if you think you got the goods. Nobody cares, Big J. What happened? I don't know. Hello, the X. Hey there. Good morning, man. What's your name? Ken. All right, Ken, you're up first. I cut my teeth Thanks. in romantic comedies like Knocked Up. I love you, man, and this is 40. Next one. I was reporter Brian Fantana in the Anchorman franchise. I just had his name, too. Uh, next one. Hey, look, I'm Ant-Man, one of the most polarizing heroes in the MCU. Uh, all right. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, Ken got it. Congratulations. Hang on just one second. Hold dude. it out. We'll get you that Chevelle album sent to your email. Why is Paulie Rudd in the Today news? is uh, Paul Rudd's birthday. How, now, how old do you think he is? <sighs> Paul Rudd hasn't looked like he's aged in 20 years, which probably means he's older than we think. I'll say 47. No, yeah, he's 52. All right. 52 A- years happy old. Happy birthday, Paul Rudd. Looks pretty damn good for 52. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, and I still stand by he looks exactly the same as he had like 20 years ago. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. He knows what's up. Uh, congratulations to Paul Rudd. Favorite Paul Rudd role, Big J. This is going to be tough for you. Uh, I, Brian Fantana. Yeah. I think he was great. And, and I'm, I like Ant-Man. I think he does a great job with that, too. Yeah. Is there anybody that hates Ant-Man? Yeah, there's a lot of people that actually don't like Ant-Man. Who's that? I don't know. I'd like to meet him. You know any of them? Yeah, let me introduce you to the internet. Well, the internet hates everything. Okay. That's not a fair uh, indicator of anything these days, other than the amount of hate that one has. But either way, we have ourselves a very happy birthday for Mr. Paul Rudd himself, and we will wrap up this show here next on the X Rocks. See, they're bruised and bloodied here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap it up for this particular Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We always appreciate that. Big J selected a movie tonight to watch on Hulu called Assassination Nation. He will be hopefully recovering from his first shot today doing that. Curled up on his couch and watching a movie if all goes well, although that's been a chore. Then maybe after everything goes okay, you could share the story of the nightmare that, that has no, been. No, I'm waiting for you to ask, uh, what do you got, Big J? <laughs> okay, you're going to let it loose today. All right. Uh, so then that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, I've got none less than uh, than eight phone calls missed this morning here in less than an hour, really, uh, because I had to sign into some stupid portal that I was given by the state of Idaho to get this damn shot. I don't even know it's the right, if it's the right shot because it says vaccine two. Well, I so mean, I'm calling him right after the show and I'm finding out what the hell is going on. All right. All right. Stop sharing my damn number. Were any of the calls important calls? Like actually no. information? Okay. It was all just like spam? Yeah, like they threw my name out there to a bunch of insurance people. Oh, no, like health insurance people? They're yes. Like, oh, good luck. That's your next three months. Sorry, pal. Sorry. I should have uh, given my burner number. Wait, you, you have a burner number? Well, no, but I, I, I do have a number for, for my Pampered Chef business. <laughs> oh, the Big J Incorporated. Yeah, it's not, it's not ringing off the hook, so I don't mind giving that out, you know? <laughs> 
Well, uh, hopefully it all goes well today, Big J, and it ends up being a, uh, a good day for you. We'll find out more tomorrow. Reminder, uh, Indian Creek Plaza hosting the Dude Show Saturday, April 17th from 10 to 2. It's an interna- interactive experience for everything, guys, including outdoor shooting, grooming, and, of course, stuff for gearheads with dude experts on site. You can pick up some great tips, so check it out for yourself on April the 17th. We shall see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is coming up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.